Praise the Lord. May God bless you and welcome to The Word Restores. This broadcast is sponsored by Restoration to Eternity with Christ Ministries and supporters like you. Our aim is to share with you what the Word of God is telling us about how we should live as victorious Christians. Listen, there's kingdom work to be done, but how can we do it if we are unprepared? We invite you to join us over the next hour. It is our prayer that you will be richly blessed as we pray with you, as we praise with you, and discuss topics of interest with our special guests. Let's get into today's broadcast. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. God bless you. This is Dr. Jewel of The Word Restores. And I know that you and I know that the Word surely restores us. And as much as possible, I try to insert the Word of God and, and, and have us talk through even life applications, but through the Word of God. And I pray, I pray that you are blessed through it. I pray that the Lord opens your ears and opens your eyes and your heart to receive what he has for you in the name of Jesus. You know, this is now episode five, part five of our uh, series on the kingdom of God. There is so much to talk about in the kingdom. And not only is there so much to talk about in the kingdom, it's, it's as, as though the more we delve into it, the more we recognize that there's even more to be, to be discussed on it. But we're going, you know, part by part, broadcast by broadcast. I know we're around in the corner. I believe we have one more episode to go um, in our next broadcast. Uh, and over the past uh, couple of weeks, we've really touched on uh, quite a few areas within the kingdom of God. Uh, I may not have it all in, in sequence, but, you know, we, we looked initially at what is the kingdom. Amen. Uh, we touched a little bit about, on, about the characteristics of the kingdom. Um, we talked about the king, hallelujah, in the kingdom. Uh, we also touched on um, the, some concepts about kingdom communications. How do we communicate in the kingdom? Well, we also we, we very briefly touched on the fact that there's got to be a king and then there are uh, the citizens of the kingdom um, and then there are the outsiders. So now today we are going to drill down into the citizens of the kingdom, and I call them the kingdom people. So what we want to look at here are the characteristics as defined in the word of God, the characteristics of kingdom people. So in this part, we are going to look at the nature and as a matter of fact, it's only some of the characteristics of those who are part of the kingdom. But what we will also do is briefly touch on the opposite. That is the nature or the characteristics of those who are not part of the kingdom as defined in the word of God. So as we delve into the scriptures, I, I would ask that we all ask ourselves, where on the spectrum do we currently lie? And where on the spectrum do we want to be? And let us be truthful 
about our answers because we're just asking ourselves that question, amen? We're trying to be accountable to, to God and to ourselves. And let's put it this way, we're trying to be accountable to the king and to ourselves, amen? Because we want to ask ourselves, are we actually and actively striving to attain the characteristics of kingdom people. But of course, in order to to, ask, to answer that question, the first thing we would need to know is truly what are the characteristics, amen, of kingdom people. Who are these kingdom people that we're talking about, amen? What are they all about? And, and am I part of those kingdom people, amen? So I want us to start with, uh, with this key scripture, from James chapter 2, verse 5. And I'm going to read it from the King James Version, and it reads, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he had promised to them that love him? So who are these people? You know, it's a powerful scripture for us as kingdom people. What is, what is James saying? God chose us for the kingdom. He did not choose us without a purpose. He chose us, listen, to be heirs in his kingdom. This is what, this is what James has just said to us. He says, has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, I'll come to that, and heirs of the kingdom, which he had promised to them that love him. So not only did he choose us, but he also promised us the kingdom. Wow. And how come? How did we even rate to be given such an awesome promise from the Almighty God? Because we love him. Did you read that at the very end? That he had promised to them that love him. We love him. So you see, it doesn't matter whether we have nothing in this world. When I think of this world system, we believe the lie that only the rich can even consider having an heir because an heir must receive the possessions of the giver. But if I had nothing, what can I give? But my heavenly Father has all the riches in his kingdom. And he has promised that I will be, or better still, he has promised that I am an heir. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. So you see, we are rich in the characteristics that God desires, which is faith. Faith in him. Faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When we accepted him as our Lord and Savior as in faith in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. But I want to take it one step further because not only are we heirs, but our nature as kingdom people is that we are not only in the kingdom of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but watch this. The kingdom is in us. Go figure. You, you, go, you go figure that one out. We're in the kingdom, and the kingdom is in us. Oh, praise the Lord. 
And I want to go, is, you know, and, and we can ask the question, is it really in me? Is it in me? Well, let's look at Luke chapter 17, verses 20 to 21. And I want to read again from the King James Version. And it reads, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, of course, the he is Jesus, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You're going to look for it and see it. Neither shall they say, Lo there, or lo, excuse me, lo here, or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Hallelujah. Let me read it again. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Within me? Yeah. It's within you. It's within me. Oh, praise the Lord. Us who believe. The kingdom people. Remember, we're talking about the kingdom people. Oh, praise the Lord. So listen, this is who we are as children of God. We are kingdom people. I can't stress it enough. But we must remember that as Jesus said, the kingdom of God is on the inside of us. We must be receptive, though, to the kingdom. And so, watch it now, our responsibility is to make the change in attitude from the inside out. Amen. It's not from what we see. No, no, no. It's from the inside. It's a heart change. It's a mind change. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, Jesus emphasizes that it is not what you can see with your natural eyes. Amen. It's not what you can see with, or you can hear, or even think and feel with, with your head. It's with the, it's, it's that the head knowledge. No, but it's what you can see with your spiritual eyes. Hallelujah, your heart knowledge. Oh, praise the Lord! And did you notice the Pharisees' attitude, demanding when the kingdom of God would come? There was no faith in Jesus as the Messiah. There was disbelief on their part. How could they be heirs in the kingdom without faith? And how could we be heirs if we don't believe? We'll be standing outside looking in. We'll be just out there and we'll be thinking, how did they get in? Amen? But, but, you know, we, we'll touch on the outsiders in a minute. Um, I wouldn't say in a minute, a little further <laughs> in the broadcast. But the point is to remember that as is and as kingdom people, the kingdom is also in us. Amen? So... Now that we, we have established um, the, the nature of, the, of kingdom people, um, now I would say let's look at some of the characteristics of kingdom people. Now we may look at about four or five different characteristics over this broadcast, but understand this, there are a whole lot more, amen? But I'm tying them into the scriptures so that 
If you are taking note of the scripture references, you can go right back at any point in time and check them out. Amen. So one, kingdom characteristic. Oh, excuse me, kingdom people characteristics. One, walking circumspectly. And I'm, I'm going to read the scriptures, but we're going to get back to that. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 20, verse 28, from the King James Version, we read, Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Okay, so what are we saying? I said walking circumspectly. According to vocabulary.com, or you can go online and and check for this, this word circumspectly, the word circumspect was borrowed from the Latin word meaning to be cautious, to look around. It's similar to being prudent. What it implies is that there has been a careful consideration of all circumstances, and there is a a desire to avoid mistakes and to avoid bad consequences. Wow. This is truly, yes, a kingdom characteristic. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we're walking circumspectly. Let's read Hebrews 12, 28 again. He says, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Did you see the the caution and the, the looking around and the careful consideration? Amen. Yes, we carefully consider it because this is a kingdom. Amen. This is a kingdom that we are, we, we are received into. And this is a kingdom, wherever there's a kingdom, there's a king, and we serve the king. And we serve the king in an acceptable manner, reverently and with godly fear. Hallelujah. That's our careful carefulness, our careful consideration. So bottom line is, as kingdom people, we walk circumspectly. Remember, we received the kingdom. We did not work for it in the natural. We just saw in James 2 and 5 that we have read previously that we as heirs are receiving the kingdom because of our love for God, remember, and our faith in Jesus. And this is not a kingdom that can be shaken. It's immovable or unmovable. Remember, too, it is from eternity to eternity. So when I think about the kingdom, and, and, and I know that it's, it's, it's without end and we're in this kingdom, there's really no other place to go from there. So this is why we are warned as kingdom people to have grace so that we may serve God in the right manner. We touched on being servants of the king in, I believe it was our second episode. And then in part three, we considered reverence and fear as kingdom principles. Now remember, we are what? We are kingdom people. Amen? So we will be following the kingdom principles. So you see how it's all beginning to come together? 
As kingdom people, we serve the king according to the code of conduct of the kingdom, not according to our rules, not according to the old way. Our way of the world is the old way. The old man is dead. We are now new creatures, new creations in Christ, Christ the King. So my brothers and sisters, I want to remind you to walk circumspectly, amen? If you are circumspect, you think carefully before doing or saying anything. You don't want to hurt other people. There are so many, so many points about this kingdom that we want to be mindful of who we are and whose we are. Amen. It's a good quality in someone that's entrusted with responsibility. Yeah. It might be boring to someone else walking circumspectly because you're thinking carefully before you say or doing anything, but it is something that we are entrusted to do. Yeah. Amen. Not just sometimes, but may I say all the time. Amen. So as we're, we're looking at this walking and we talked about, you know, as kingdom people, we are walking circumspectly. Because remember, we're still walking in this world. Amen. But what did we just hear? The kingdom of God, hallelujah, is in us. Amen. So we've got to be able to have that connection. Remember, in the last episode, we talked about kingdom communications. We have to be able to have that connection with our king while we are even yet still in this kingdom of the world. So now, as we are walking, another, um, excuse me, another kingdom um, characteristic of the, of another characteristic of us as kingdom people, get the words out in the name of Jesus, is to walk worthy of his call. And I'm going to read from uh, second, First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 11 to 12. And it reads, As you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as a father doth his children, that you would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Walking worthy of his call. Amen. Yeah. That's a characteristic of kingdom people. And I'm taking it straight from the word and we're just expanding on it. So what is walking worthy worthy anyway? Well, we can look at after walking after a godly manner, walking appropriately, appropriate to the conduct of a kingdom person. In Hebrews 12 and 28, we just saw the word acceptably. And now we're talking about walking worthy, my Lord. There is something about being in line with God's principles, the principles of the kingdom. Taking it a step further, the commandments of the kingdom, the rules of the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. 
And again, I just want to stress because you see, we have been called out from the world and we've been called into God's kingdom. And note, glory, his glory, his dignity, his praise, his, oh, hallelujah, his worship. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know the last thing that I want to do is to cast a shadow on his glory, to tarnish his glory, because I would not be fit for the kingdom. Amen? So again, let's be mindful. So we do not just walk circumspectly, carefully, but we walk worthy. Am I walking worthy of being a kingdom person? When those who are not kingdom people see us, Will they know that there is something different about us? See, because he called us. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's walk worthy of his call in the name of Jesus. So let's try one more and then we will minister in song. What more can we say? The king called us. We just said that the king has called us out of the world. And then the Apostle Paul talks to the Colossians and to us today, and he takes it one step further because he's trying to show us why should we walk circumspectly? Why should we walk worthy of his call? So in Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, and I'm going to read from the New Revised Standard Version. The Apostle Paul reminds us that he has, he, 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 God, amen, all right, he has rescued us from the power of darkness, and he has transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I want you to watch the words. I'm going to read it one more time. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You know, these words are really, really so powerful. I think about a lifeline being thrown to us as we are ready to sink into the depths of the ocean. And we are powerless in the ocean, no matter how well I think I can swim, no matter how long you think you can stay afloat. You look around, and there is no one else to help. And wait a minute, and the sharks, they're circling. But God, hallelujah. So, as kingdom people, we do not take our entry into the kingdom our salvation. We do not take that for granted. God rescued us from this world of sin. Did he, Did we really expect that living in this world we would be safe and that this would last forever? But what did we see? The kingdom lasts forever. The kingdom is from eternity to eternity. Amen? So we just touched on this word, the rescue, that he rescued us. Now let's look at the word power, from the power of darkness. Hallelujah. I want to recall in uh, episode one, in week one, when we touched on the fact that the kingdom of God is in power. 
The power is a force stronger than the power of darkness. So when we say he rescued us from the power of darkness, that force, that power that came in to rescue us was no match, hallelujah, for the power of darkness. My God is mightier than the noise of many waters, and I believe that's from Psalm 94 and 3. God can reach down to his kingdom people while we are in the depths, in the depths, in the depths of our, our own mess, our despair, finding no hope, no help. He can reach down into any situation that you and I are in. And because of the love and the willingness of his son, Jesus Christ, to give his life for our sinful lives, he redeemed us. He paid the price so that we may be plucked up from the depths and brought into the kingdom of light. Oh, praise the Lord. So we just touched on the power. Amen. He rescued us from the power of darkness and he transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I want to touch on one more powerful word from this Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. He said that he transferred us into the kingdom. He rescued us, yes, from the power, but ah, through the power of the kingdom of God, he transferred us into his kingdom. Wow. Hallelujah. And remember, we became heirs in the kingdom because we love God and we believed and we still have faith in his son, Jesus Christ. We believe that he is the way. We believe that he is our deliverer. Well, we just remember we could not come into this kingdom any old way. Remember, we are kingdom people. Hallelujah. And remember the kingdom principles. Hallelujah. So God forgave us our sins so that we may be heirs in his kingdom and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it is only through Jesus, through our faith in Jesus, that he redeemed us and he forgave us again we must be mindful to walk circumspectly. He called us. He called us, each and every one of us. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Yes, it is Jesus, and it is Christ our King. Hallelujah. And he wants it all from us. In the name of Jesus. out in the silence searching for a heart that will love him longing for a child that will give him their all give it all he wants it all and there's a god that walks over the earth he's searching for a heart that is desperate and longing for a child that will give him their all give it all and he says, love me, love me with your whole heart. 
He wants it all today. Serve me, serve me with your life now. He wants it all today. Bow down, let go of your idols. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all. There's a God that walks over. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, he wants it all. Not some of it, but he wants it all as his kingdom people. Amen. When he brings us into the kingdom, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, we love him. Oh, with a whole heart. He wants it all all today and that was he wants it all by forever jones oh praise the lord well 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 we're going to continue this kingdom of god series and we're still looking at the characteristics of a kingdom people who are these kingdom people where did they come from well the bottom line is they came from and they come from everywhere kingdom people are universal. Watch it. Luke chapter 13, verse 29 from the King James Version says, And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit in the kingdom of God. Oh, praise the Lord. What did you notice about these kingdom people? There's no discrimination in God. Remember, in Revelation 7, I'm going to read verses 9 to 10, and I'm going to read that from the New Revised Standard Version. Yeah, where John says, After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne And before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands, they cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. Hallelujah. What did he say? I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count. From where? from every nation, from all tribes, peoples, languages, standing before, in the presence of the throne and before the Lamb. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Universal. They come from everywhere. So just as a note, that if you are sent somewhere that is is not familiar to you, to deliver a message to someone about the kingdom, to call someone in as the Lord has instructed you. Don't even think that God doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's calling his kingdom people from the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. And watch it. 
The multitude of people around the throne were from all of these tribes and peoples and languages. And why would they, if they come from everywhere, why they, would they not cry out? You know, I, I, I can just imagine hearing all these various tongues speaking, singing, saying salvation, rescue, safety, deliverance. They know who brought them out. And they are eager to acknowledge that the king brought them out. They are forever grateful. Will you be there, my brothers and sisters, sitting in the kingdom, standing before the throne? Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah, what an image. What an image. Amen. I want to go back again, and I'm going to ask this question. Who are these kingdom people? Now, we just asked where did they come from, amen? And we said the bottom line is they came from everywhere. But who are they? Well, they are ambassadors for the king. Let us touch on Luke chapter 9, verse 2. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. Let me read from the New International Version. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Insight. I'm just hitting the insight. We cannot keep the kingdom of God to ourselves. We just saw that the kingdom people are from everywhere. Jesus sent his disciples then and he's sending us today to declare, to proclaim the good news about the kingdom. We are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. Yeah. You see, uh, I I touched on um, um, ambassadors and I went to dictionary.com to define the word for us. And what we read is, that an ambassador is defined as an official representative for his or her country stationed in another nation. And then they added like Benjamin Franklin, who was the ambassador to France. But let's touch on being defined as, watch it, official. An official representative for his or her country I'm an official representative for the kingdom of God, stationed in another nation. I'm stationed in the kingdom of this world. Did we get it? Did we get it? So that being the case, ambassadors represent their country of origin wherever they go. We as kingdom people are ambassadors for the kingdom of God, preaching the kingdom, teaching about the kingdom, and even by our actions, we are representing the kingdom of God. We want to go back to this again. We are representing the kingdom of God. So think about it. Our actions have got to be actions that are consistent with being kingdom people. And let me put it another way. We got to act like we're Christians, okay? Because Christ is the king. That's who we act. That's who we act like. 
we we're not here to play you know to to play around we're not here to to get ourselves out of character and get back into the kingdom of this world slipping in and slipping out one foot in and one foot out no 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 we are here as kingdom people amen so as in light of this this representation here's another characteristic that sometimes seems a little hard for some of us we have to be bold i'm going to touch on second peter chapter 10 versus excuse me second peter chapter 1 i didn't know chapter 10 in second peter anyway second peter chapter 1 verses 10 to 11 i think i'm reading a little faster than i should and i'm going to read it from the new revised standard version and it reads therefore brothers and sisters be all the more eager to confirm your call and election for if you do this you will never stumble my lord that's awesome for in this way entry into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ will be richly provided for you as kingdom people we cannot shrink back you know this reminds me um when when we when we read that uh you will never stumble it reminds me of our discussion on walking circumspectly oh praise the lord but what is he saying in this way we can't shrink back we have that entry i, I mean we're going in amen we're going into the kingdom when we are called and we are in hallelujah So let's not shrink back. Our king has already paid the price for you and for me. So anything that would take us away from God's calling us out of darkness and ch- and choosing us for his service, his foreign mission, they have got to go in the name of Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. See because the word of God is telling us that this is in this way we would never never not at all stumble. So we're talking about boldness now as kingdom people. So let us go forth and eagerly declare who our king is. See, God didn't close the door behind you and me. Amen. He did not close the door. The door is still open. The entry, the same entry that he gave to us into his eternal kingdom is the same entry that is open to all who believe. And remember we are universal people. We are from east, west, north and south. Amen. And only God knows when the door is closed. Only God knows not just when the door is closed, who at the time that each one of us will be entering into the kingdom. Only God knows this. So, what you want to do in the meantime? Praise the Lord. So in the meantime let us have a sense of urgency to do right. Mm. To know what the king is commanding his people to do. To know the protocol, the code of conduct of the kingdom and to show ourselves to the world to be worthy to be called 
kingdom people. Now we're talking about boldness. So what we're talking about is doing this boldly, not shrinking back, knowing that I am a child of God, not doing the things that I feel that I should do just because this person is, uh, you know, they, they've got some off-color jokes or off-center jokes and, and expect me to laugh at them. And I'm a kingdom person, so why should I be laughing at them? Amen? Yeah, you and I, my brothers and sisters, we are at that point where we have to have that, as we would call it, Holy Ghost boldness. Holy Ghost boldness to be able to get right back and say, wait a minute now. No, we will not be like this. We will not do this. I represent the king. I represent the king of kings in his kingdom. You might see me. You might see my external person, and my external person might look like the other external person who is is in the other kingdom. You might see that, and you might think that, and you might feel that. But I'm telling you, it's different. And you and I have to not just think differently, but we have to act differently. And we have to act according to the protocol of the kingdom of God. Amen? Okay, let's look at another characteristic of uh, kingdom people. And I want to touch on this righteousness, being righteous, in right standing with God and showing it. Now let's read Matthew chapter 13, verse 40, uh, 43. Then shall the righteous shine forth, oh my God, as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is, this, this is Jesus speaking. So isn't it awesome to be called the righteous, to be known as someone who has the right relationship with God, who is in right standing with God? And listen, 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 don't forget now that our righteousness, and I'm going to go back to the Old Testament, is as filthy rags. But because of the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we get considered to be righteous. Hallelujah. In this kingdom, in the kingdom of God, in right standing with him. Amen. And you know what? We're going to circle back because do you remember that we raised righteousness as a kingdom principle a few, um, few broadcasts back? It's a kingdom principle. And if it's a principle, then of course we have to follow. Amen. And we have to be righteous. Because you see, we've come out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know, I, I, I want to consider the brightness of the sun. Now, Jesus tells us here that we, the righteous, will shine as the sun in God's kingdom. Hello. What? I got to see this. Amen. And I think you want to see this too, that we'll be shining as the sun in God's kingdom. Oh, praise the Lord. I want to sit there and let that soak in. And for those of you who have, have imagery, consider looking at the sun. Hallelujah. Consider the brightness of the sun. Consider it. And Jesus is saying that this is the way we will be in the kingdom, my Lord. 
And can you also hear the invitation that Jesus has for us? Are your ears attuned? Oh, my Lord, to the kingdom. What does he say in Matthew 13 and 43? Right at the end, he says, who has ears to hear, let him hear. Turn your spiritual ears on. Turn them into the kingdom. Tune them, tune them, tune them. Amen. Just like right now, we are tuned to one radio station. If you shift over to the right or to the left, you're not going to hear it. The tuning is going to be off. Tune your ears into here. My Lord, the kingdom. Or are you going to stop your ears as the Pharisees did before they stoned Philip to death because of his witness for Jesus? Amen. You put your hands to your ears so you don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything about the kingdom. Come on now. So let us walk as children of light in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's what we are going to do. Um, Before we close off the broadcast, I want to take a quick look at the flip side of being kingdom people. Amen. And so um, as as we switch around, let us minister in song and we will hear Redeemed by Jonathan Nelson. Amen. If you're redeemed, you ought to lift up your praise. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. No more chains are holding me. I'm free. Y'all think y'all got that out there? Everybody say, I am saved. I am redeemed. Hey, glory to God. Say at church. I am redeemed. No more chains. No more chains holding me. I'm free. I just need you just to catch a hold of that and release it in the atmosphere. Y'all got it. Say it. Church, I am. I am no more chains holding me. What you gonna say, church? Somebody got it in the building. Into the broadcast now. Oh, praise the Lord. They are redeemed. We are redeemed. You are redeemed. I am redeemed. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't mess with me. Hallelujah. I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm a kingdom person. Don't play, don't play, don't play. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. And God bless you to my Facebook family also. Oh, praise the Lord. We were just just wrapping up on who are the kingdom people. What is the nature of a kingdom person and the characteristics of a kingdom person? Amen. And, and of course, we were looking at some of the characteristics because there's no way that we can give you every single one. But these are those that are so obvious in the Word of God that you can go to the Scriptures and you can find these and you can chew on them and begin to um, bring those characteristics in 
to you. Amen. Knowing that you are an heir to the kingdom, amen, rich in faith, and that you love God. Oh, praise the Lord. But not only are we heirs, we recognize that um, that the kingdom, oh, praise the Lord, of God is in us. Amen. Behold, the kingdom of God is within us us. And that's one that we must continue to remember because sometimes we might get blindsided by, you know, by mess that's going on around us. But look, let me put it this way. As kingdom people, we've got this secret weapon. Some people don't even know that we have the kingdom of God within us. But if we know, and we know that, oh, hallelujah, that we can call on the king at any time, oh, hallelujah, we'll be smiling through stuff. We'll be saying praise the Lord because we know that, you know, my God don't take no mess. Amen. <laughs> oh, praise him. Praise him. And in ta- terms of some of the uh, the characteristics, we looked at the fact that um, kingdom people are bold. Hallelujah. You know that Holy Ghost boldness we talk about. Amen. Yes. And that we are considered the righteous. But here's this, this too, that kingdom people... They're not just all like me. They don't just all talk like me. They're universal. They come from different different languages, different nations, different tongues. They come from everywhere. Amen. And they are ambassadors for the king, representing the king in this kingdom of the world. Amen. Another characteristic of the kingdom people is that we walk circumspectly. We walk carefully. We walk worthy of our calling. Amen. And when I say our call, I should say his call because we are walking worthy of the of the way when excuse me, when God called us. Amen. And he starts plowing into us and teaching us we must walk worthy of that calling, the fact that he has called us and he is showing us what it is like to be a kingdom person. So we touched on these characteristics and we also touched on some scriptures that related to each and every one of them. But now I want to flip it around. Uh, And in the last 10 minutes or so, um, I want to look at some of the characteristics of people of, let me call them non-Christian, non-kingdom people. Oops, that was a slip. (laughs) Non-kingdom people, or let's put it this way, because some of them are not yet kingdom people. Amen? Yeah. Just like you, just like me, that's how we were. Amen. We were not yet kingdom people until the Lord said, now it's time. So as part of this group, one characteristic that I believe that we must, we must continue to take a look at is our our unwillingness to let go of the past. And that that is from our perspective, but also from their perspective, what that characteristic is pride. Yeah, it's pride. You know, um, let me read from Luke chapter 18, verse 17, and I'm going to read from the New Revised Standard Version. And I believe that I, I have someone who has, uh, who has joined on Facebook, but I can't see the name, unfortunately. But God bless you. And I, I would read from Luke eighteen seventeen from the NRSV. And Jesus says, Truly I tell you, 
Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. You see, the word of God is telling us that there are some, listen, who will never enter within the gates of the kingdom of God. Let me read it again. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. In this case, there is an unwillingness to let go of pride. Coming as a little child implies that we know nothing and want to be taught. We can't bring our stuff, our old baggage into the kingdom and think that we are going to continue in the kingdom as we are. You know, um, coming as a, as, as a child, um, even acting as though we know nothing is rough. Even accepting the fact that we know nothing is rough. Because we have lived our lives gaining all of this knowledge in this kingdom of the world. We've lived our lives this way. But now, it, everything is turned upside down on us. Oh, my Lord, help us, Jesus. It is turned upside down. Yeah, you know, there's the scripture that talks about calling good evil and calling evil good. Lord Jesus, help us. And I think about Psalm 131, and I'm going to read it. It's, it's short, three, just the three verses, but I know this is one of the Psalms that the Lord has given me in my ministry. Um, he said, and and I, I have to keep it in my spirit. And it says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child that is with his mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Psalm 131. Oh, hallelujah. This pride doesn't allow us to be teachable about kingdom work, about kingdom business, about kingdom principles, about how kingdom people act, about a kingdom code of conduct. This pride doesn't allow it because I know, I, I reminds us of I will be like the most high, amen? But we are not, there is only one. Oh, hallelujah, one king. But if our eyes are blinded, and if we stop our ears from hearing the truth, how could we enter the kingdom? How could we even know that the kingdom is there? How could we even discern between the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of God? You know, how can we even receive and understand this code of conduct? How can we understand even what pleases the king? We'll be off on our own. Instead, it's going to be about what pleases me, myself, and I. And that's not a kingdom characteristic, amen? 
So one of the key characteristics of these of the non-kingdom people, and I know in the in our first episode we called them outsiders, amen, until they come inside the kingdom, but or, or of the not yet kingdom people is this pride. So let's be mindful of this pride. Amen. And this leads to being overtaken by a sin nature. You know, and this is being overtaken by the sin nature of the kingdom of this world. And we, you know what? We were all part of it. And we, you know, we're still living in this kingdom. We are still living right here. Amen. Oh, oh, praise the Lord, my brother Van. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. It's good to know that you are listening to the broadcast. Praise the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11, we read, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor practicing homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And watch it. The Apostle Paul is saying, and that's what some of you were. Yeah, that's what some of us were. But we are now washed. We are sanctified. We are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. You see, it may be their unwillingness to let go of the past or their deliberate path of sin and destruction or their sin nature that consumes them, my Lord. You know, Galatians five nineteen to 21 tells us the acts of the sinful nature, amen, immorality, impurity. I mean, it goes on and it says, and the like. And the Apostle Paul is warning, as he did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But let, not, let us not leave these scriptures hanging, because I noted the word, the like, and things like this, because the list of acts of the sinful nature is not exhaustive. If you don't see your sin there, don't think that you made it. Because you see, it's not just the sin, it is the sin nature that they do not want to let go of. They just don't care, my Lord. And now in the final, final discussion on this broadcast, because I believe I may have just about a minute and a half left, I want to read Luke 9, 59 to 62, and I've got to do it quick. He said, this is Jesus said to another man, follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead. Let them bury their own bed. You go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another one says, I'll follow you, Lord, but let me first go back and say goodbye to my family. He said, Jesus says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. Hallelujah. So my word of warning as we wrap this up, when the king calls you, be ready to be put into service in some way or another, but don't look back. Your focus is going to be split What good will it be if you continue to look in the rearview mirror? You won't be able to drive. Remember, Lot's wife. The king can't use you. Kingdom people. 
We sincerely thank our supporters for sponsoring this broadcast and pray that you too will be moved to become a sponsor. Let us reach out to continue to spread the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the airwaves. To contact us, simply log on to our website, thewordrestores.org, or through Facebook, Anne-Marie Jewel. Or call, send us a text to area code 313-466-0349. I'm your host, Elder Anne-Marie Jewel, a fellow servant in Christ. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. And may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Amen.